The Block Talk podcast started because of my passion for the property management industry. I wanted to start a conversation and add some value within the industry with a diverse range of people and professionals who can add something extra. As we start out, my aim is that the podcast offers some useful insight into a variety of views, opinions, thoughts, and foresights from our guests who include business leaders and industry experts. If you enjoy the podcast and want to find out any other information, head on over to brianwelsh.co.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Block Talk podcast with me, Brian Welsh and Jax Bruce. Um, Jax, how are you doing? I'm good, Brian. Just had a massage. So, you know, topical. I'm feeling super chilled and looking forward to this podcast. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I had one about an hour and a half before you. So, uh, so although I'm probably back in intense mood, to be fair. But uh, yeah, I was chilled for a wee while. Um, but I had a bit of a sore back, actually. So it's it's feeling a lot better. So today we're chatting to someone who's been a regular visitor to our office for some time now. Grace Taylor is the founder and MD of Incorporate Massage. Grace has been bringing the wonders and benefits of massage to our office as a business, as her business offers people the chance to relax and take time out of their busy work schedule. Um, I booked Grace to come into our office around 2018, and we got her back in our Glasgow office as soon as we could this year. So, hi, Grace. How are you doing? Hi, Brian. I'm very well. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Um, so we saw in your LinkedIn profile that work-related stress is the number one reason for absenteeism and on-site massage in the workplace is proven to reduce stress by up to 85%. So it seems like a no-brainer to have you or your team visit the office. What do you see as the barriers to this hugely beneficial service you offer? So the the only barrier I actually ever have is um, the point of contact for the service, and that's the truth. Um, because to date, in the seven years of the of, of my business, well, obviously taking account of uh, taking the lockdown period out of it, um, we've had a hundred percent book back rate. So right. we've never wow. gone into a place, and, and nobody's ever thought it was a bad idea once we've been there. So it's always that point of contact. It's whether the person's open-minded enough to get past the word massage, because okay. a lot of people, when they hear that, especially obviously in a corporate environment. They think clothes are coming off and oils are being involved. Um, but as you know, it's seated acupressure. There's no clothing removed. There's no oils involved. It's a chair that can be moved around into the smallest of spaces. So you're not um, you're not in the way of any office space when you get there. Um, so it is always just that point of contact. It's pitching it to somebody who a lot of companies have wellness on their agenda, especially now. Um, they have a budget for it, but they don't really know what to do with it. So it's just getting that person to think, to not book the Headspace app, which I'm not dissing the Headspace app. It's a great thing. And definitely not do an online thing because people are so Zoom fatigued. So, yeah, it's always just that person that I'm in touch with, which is always good that you've maybe got somebody on the in who's already knows you, hence the reason I'm work with you because of Jax. Yeah, who yeah. came and pitched you to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the only barrier because once we've literally got a hand in the door, a massage hand in the door and um, nobody wants to let us go yeah and i can i can get that i get that absolutely um so i know from speaking to you that things have been tough for you over the last 
um, well, since lockdown happened, because I think you were pretty much fully booked pre pre COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the tide seems to be turning now. Are things really looking up for you since they, since, since you got back? Yeah, they're they're really looking up now, and I would actually say it's only been in the last couple of months that they have. Okay. Um, because obviously I lost it on every level. I, I mean, obviously we were all affected by it, but my business basically folded overnight because my um, client base is obviously offices and agencies yeah. and studios. So everybody was working from home. I was also a close contact service. So that was obliterated and a mobile business as well. So every single level I was gone, it was over. I lost my business overnight, basically. So over the last 19 months or 20 months, what we're ever into now with um, since the beginning of COVID, um, I've had a lot of dark days where I thought, will it ever come back? Will people want to pick up on wellness? Is everybody going to be too concerned about having the service in? But um, yes, happy to report that um, wellness is massively um, on everybody's agenda at the moment. I've got back majority of all of my existing clients um, which to date, we've got about 40 companies across Scotland. We've got up as far as Aberdeen, through to Edinburgh. Um, one company actually wants me to go up to Shetland with them soon. So, okay, wow. yeah, wellness is well, yeah, it's turned a corner and back on track. And there's a lot of big news coming in 2022 for me and the team. Cool, cool. Okay, so, so, and I, I suppose the question on the back of that, um, you know, we, CPL, well, the main business CPL um, and, and the, 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 People that the, the podcasts are directed at are kind of people who work in block management and factoring and these sort of things. And I mean, that's not the easiest of businesses to um, um, to work in. You know, um, we've had a few people in the podcast over the last um, couple of weeks who have talked about it being a tough job and you know a reasonably stressful job. So, so do you want to talk a bit, bit about how you can help with that? Well, as we said at the beginning of the of um, the podcast. A 15-minute massage can reduce stress by 85%. It's proven to reduce the stress by by stress by 85%. It um, reduces cortisol, which is the stress hormone in the body. So, and it also um, encourages serotonin. Sorry, my dog agrees with you as well. I think he's just seen someone staring at the front. wants a massage. Yeah, wants a massage. Yeah, still <laughs> Sorry, you carry on. I'll try. So, um, yeah, so it reduces the stress hormone cortisol. So a massage, a 50-minute massage can reduce that by 85%. So when you when we go into our workspace, the great gift we give is you're removing somebody from the ghost, you're removing somebody from the, the phone call, the demanding client, the annoying boss, the colleague that's doing their head in. You're taking somebody away from an environment to sit with you for 15 minutes you're reducing their cortisol levels, you're encouraging their serotonin levels in their body, you're just getting them away from everything. And I've had loads of feedback over these seven years in business where clients have left the room and gone back to their desk and they've maybe had their light bulb moment over something that's been doing their head in all week. The colleague's not annoying them as much anymore. Um, they've just they refreshed, they refocused, they re-energised and just in 15 minutes so it's it's a great gift to be able to it's a great service to bring into any business, um, especially block management. So yeah. Okay. So so okay. It seems like quite. I've never heard of anything like this before. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen this sort of thing in airports and these sort of things, but I've never seen it in business. So it is really quite unique. How did you come up with the idea, and what have been the highs and lows of running the business? So I actually came up with the idea by watching an episode of Modern Family, believe it or not. No way. Okay. 
Um, I was uh, going through a divorce and I was staying with a friend in Ireland and I was at a real crossroads with what I wanted to do. My youngest, I had three daughters and my youngest was starting school and it was just a new a career direction. I thought, what am I going to do? What do I want to do? And all, I was, all I've ever loved is massage therapy, but I didn't want to go back to doing spa work or anything like that again. So I was watching an episode of Modern Family and two of the characters in it um, were getting a massage, Phil and Claire, in a shopping mall. So right. I thought, ooh, that would be a good business idea. So I'm very, when I get something, I be in my bonnet, I go with it and I don't really research enough about it. So off I went to one of the biggest um, uh, shopping centres in Glasgow to pitch my idea. And they actually liked it, but they said, right, first of all, this is what your rates would be. So that was the end of that. And secondly, <laughs> second, I had, honestly, so naive, so full of uh, passion, but so naive. And secondly, there was other businesses within there, like their own spas that would block me straight away. So anyway, back to square one, wanted to do massage, didn't really think about the corporate route to start with. I thought, right, I'll do pamper parties. I'll do school fairs. I, I kind of went down a route for a bit where I was lost with what I was going to do. And it wasn't until a good friend of mine, Sandy, introduced me to his um, business and said, look, I think my company might quite like this. Um, I'll get in touch with uh, their office manager. And she loved the idea. So I went in to see them. They booked me on the spot. And they that was me. I walked out of there thinking, no, this is what I want to do is corporate. So then I researched it and realised it was quite big in the US. So certainly I certainly didn't um, develop it. There's a man called David Palmer who actually made the first massage chair um, right. in the early 80s in America because he did some corporate massage work. But he used to go in and basically the, 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 the staff would sit at their desk on a stool which is obviously isn't ideal. You know yourself in a massage and you're moving, you need your body to be really stable with the type of massage I do. So, um, so that was it. I decided that day that I would drop all the other stuff um, and purely concentrate on corporate, made it just one style of massage, seated acupressure, one flat rate, everything to be as easy and as accessible to a company so there was no confusion with what they were booking with me. So um, started with that, but that that wasn't, I kind of came out there on a high thinking that's me. But like going back to the earlier question is the point of contact. I was very naive with that as well. I didn't even understand to deal with HR. So I'd sort of search companies and probably get just somebody had nothing to do with health and well-being in the workplace and um, try and pitch my massage business. So I'd hear nothing back. Um, so started to try and get into business parks who were quite open to it and a couple of posters put up and I trot along with my chair thinking I was going to be mobbed and I'd be there from like 10 till 4 p.m. and I'd get two clients so I'd leave with like 20 pounds <laughs> after being there but not but I had a vision I knew I thought no this is a good idea this is a great idea it works out elsewhere I'm going to keep doing this so I even turned up in a company I still go into today and they forgot I was coming that's how bad it got sometimes the girl, the girl I was dealing with just completely forgot I was coming. So I turned up at reception, full of hope and excitement. And I turned into this lovely man, Bob, I'll never forget him, an older man. Um, and he's a facilities manager. And I said, look, can I just stay and sit up in reception and I can just hand out flyers and do some tasters? And he went, right, okay, go over there. So I stood and it was January and I was put beside the double doors and it was absolutely freezing. But I... Um, I stood my ground and I stayed there. And in that company now, they still laugh at the fact that um, I'm still there because I wouldn't leave. I just thought, 
but but do you think this is what I'm saying? I knew it was a good idea. I just needed pay. so that day, one of the clients I got that sat down. I didn't know anybody, of course, in that building. He was a manager that had the pool to be able to get me in touch with who I needed to get in touch with. So it's massive learning curves for me at the beginning and a lot of low points because of it. And then fast forwarding to highs I've had, um, I was invited three years, I think it was three years ago, by the Edinburgh PA Network to talk um, at their conference they have every year um, about health and wellbeing in the workplace at Dynamic Earth in Edinburgh. Oh, wow. So that was amazing. The engagement was, it was a big, um, a big um, crowd. It was fabulous, apart from the fact that I was so bad at public speaking. I was so nervous. My eldest daughter, uh, she came and videoed me for a wee bit, which you'll never see, and um, took some pictures. And she likened me to Lee Evans because <laughs> I, my glasses were all disheveled on my head when I started talking. I hadn't rehearsed it. I had to have my notes. I wasn't confident enough to do it without any notes. And I didn't, I wasn't confident enough to lower the mic. So I'm on my tiptoes. My glasses are disheveled. My jumper was riding up my face. And I just carried on and did this big spiel about health and well-being in the workplace. And I got through it. Um, but my daughter was silently laughing throughout it. So it was really hard. And I thought I'd failed. But then it came to the Q&A. And they loved it. And then once I'd done my actual um, talk, the Q&A bit was fab. And we did demos. And we were set up. They've got a kind of rainforest area there. So... That was a real cool high and also another high was being invited to the Princess Royal Maternity Hospital by a lovely midwife, Ellen, and I massaged, gosh, I don't know how many uh, midwives that day for International Midwife Day. So that was oh, wow. because I had some midwives running to me, taking off bloodied um, <laughs> aprons and then jumping on the chair for five minutes or they got on the chair and then somebody would come through and go, you need to come back. She's <laughs> centimetres. <laughs> And then you would hear little babies being born. So, yeah, so they, that's two highs, two highs. Yes. So have you always been a massage therapist? I have. Well, I qualified as a beauty therapist um, in 1989, ah. so a very long time ago. Um, quickly, very quickly into that course, I realised I hated beauty therapy, but I loved massage. Uh -huh. So I didn't like all the other stuff that came with it, but came out of there and went on to work in a Declare Spa in House of Fraser's. Um, oh, right. okay. part-time um so i was really fortunate with that job um at the time when um online thing wasn't the big thing so we were always busy everybody it was just a lovely buzz working in there um but went on to have the first of my three daughters um quite soon after i got married so for a long time um i was in a very fortunate position to be a stay-at-home mum and i did dip in a wee bit part-time here and there so yeah so that was my role for a long time as mother of my three this, this this might be a bit of a daft question because you sound massively passionate about what you do but what do you love most about it um i just love that i have a job of service i really do i can make such a difference in somebody's day and i, I get the feedback of that all the time i talk to clients during their massage um it's just a lovely it's just there's just nothing like it honestly you get you can get people <coughs> excuse me ryan over the years I've had everything come through the door. I've had people, I actually had a client once that came in and said, can I pretend I'm having a massage because I'm actually pregnant and nobody in the office knows and she'll just sit and chat to me. So I've also had days where I've been a bit of a counsellor with my job. Okay. And you obviously, as I said earlier on, you're increasing serotonin levels in people's bodies. You're changing the day that they have at work. Um, it's just great. It's just a lovely job. It's just, and you walk into places and people give you standing ovations sometimes and clap and oh, it's lovely. Oh. 
We, need to, we need, to, need to start that in our office, Jack. So <laughs> I know you stuff. don't, but most people... The thing that actually happens in, in our office is that, is that... So when you started coming in, there was, I think, eight of us in the office. So it was kind of... Um, everyone gets 15 minutes and um, for over two hours, obviously. And mm -hmm. now what happens is when people find out you're coming, they try to encourage people to stay at home so they get longer. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, anyway. Okay, so... That's all brilliant. So, what's the what's the what's the dream? I, I, I seem to recall having this conversation with you once before, actually. Um, and you had this kind of big dream pre-COVID, and had, I guess that's taken a a bit of a back seat. But now things are picking up again. What is the big dream for the business? Well, the big for dream you? is 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 to be known as the number one corporate um, massage business in Scotland, if not okay. further. Um, I have got companies who are also UK wide, so I'd love to reach out to every team that they have in the UK. But I really, um, that is my dream. I want, to, I want to push that into 2022. Obviously, it's been delayed because of COVID. And as you said, that was a discussion I'd had with you before um, um, the pandemic had hit us all. I want to push the business to be Scotland known. I want to develop an app for my business as well. I don't even know how I'm going to do that. I want an app for my business so that businesses can um, obviously just do that. It's an easier option for them. And, yeah, spread the word and get out there and and then retire at 55 and sit in my villa and tap my little team away. <laughs> well, great, great, great dream, though. Great dream, though. Yeah, I, I must – I often wonder, you I mean, in my early 50s, I often wonder when, I don't think retirement will ever happen for me, I'll be bored. So um, mm -hmm. I think I will always be. Always I just don't bored. want to be a 70-year-old wee massage therapist. <laughs> I want to know I can happily retire with a successful business. Not well, it sounds like you're well on your way. Having you having to come to my car, Brian, and bring my chair in for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 my question over with, but, but Jax has three Quirky questions she asks at the end of all of these uh, podcasts. So, Jack, over to you. Yes, so we ask our guests the same three questions at the end. So, the first question is um, What has been the biggest failure across your entire career and what did you learn from it? So, my biggest failure was when I worked in that spa briefly. I remember I used to get really, really annoyed with people that were late, like really annoyed. Yeah. Like, now, I, I, I don't like it. I always like to be a good timekeeper. Obviously, I have to be. I've got a business, and obviously, I wouldn't bode well with corporate business. But, um, you know, I, I do admire people that are early for things, but obviously, people are late, and that's a fact of life. We're all late. Yeah. But I, increasingly, really irritated me, like, really annoyed me. And I remember this one day in particular, this woman came in, and she was about 10 minutes late for treatment. So she should have an hour treatment booked with me. And she came in... Um, uh, 10 minutes late or whatever and she came rushing up to the counter and she was all over the place and um I, I don't think she apologized so I think I had an attitude straight away but she was off at the appointment two o'clock and I was like looking at my watch very obviously oh did you that's 10 past two and uh, and I said right okay I said we'll only be able to have 40 minutes of your treatment and she went all oh, right okay that's fine whatever you can do whatever you can do so I took her into the treatment room and I came out to the reception and my boss at the time, who is now a very close friend, the dear Katrina, she said to me, Grace, can I speak to him? And I went, aha, uh -huh. she was late. And she went, but you don't know what happened to her before she got here. She went, you need to be nicer. Like, you have no idea what happened to that woman before she got here. And she's come to you to make your, her day better. Right, okay. And now, 
now that's a big thing the be kind movement is massive i learned that in the early 90s and see from that day i swear to god in every part of my life i've never forgotten it yeah. i've never forgotten it but i do feel bad because sometimes i look back and i think i was a bit of a brat to quite a few clients acting as if sorry yeah so yeah uh, that was a big career fail but i turned it on its head and i, I promised from that day on and i know i've definitely brought my daughters up to think that way yeah so. that's, that's good yeah no, so. I've, I've... I've actually got a quite a similar story. I, well, it's, it's a bit similar. I worked in when I think I was about 17 or 18 at the time when I was working in more, uh, well, Safeway, it would have been. And I was on the express checkout. <laughs> and so you were allowed to have like 12 items at the most. And this woman had come up and I hadn't noticed her come up and she started offloading an entire trolley. And I got the I got my, my back up uh-huh. about it, you know, and uh-huh. I was flinging the things through. <laughs> I the checkout and she sent in a letter of complaint about me and I was crying at the customer uh-huh. service. I don't I don't want to be somebody that I gets know. a complaint about them, I you know, know, but goodness knows what was happening to me at the time, but I was just so irked by the mm-hmm. fact that how dare she uh-huh. come to the express uh-huh. checkout with this full <laughs> trolley. <laughs> yeah. But I would think I was probably she was probably obviously noticed that I wasn't happy yeah. about it, you know, and yeah, that's that's something that sticks yeah. in my head. I'm like yeah, just yeah. feel bad about that. Cares? I learned, I learned, I regret it, but yeah. Um, cool. So the, the next question that we ask everyone is, um, if you ruled the world for a day, what would you do? Well, if I ruled the world for the day, I'd love to think I could do things that end child poverty, look after every little child that's suffering, just the things that we'd all wish for. Um, that would be the ideal. Um, but I think on topic, I'd love everybody in the world to get a massage. There's yeah. people in the world that have never had a massage. The health benefits of it, as I've said during this podcast, are just enormous. So yeah. it's ideal that yeah. we never have the world. But see if everybody could just turn to the person beside them and give them a massage, give them that serotonin release, mm. get rid of their oxytocin, uh, not oxytocin, sorry, their um, cortisol. Just the power of touch is massive. And obviously after everything we've been through um, in the last 20 months or so, um, you know, we've realised that even more, especially if you've lived on your own. You, you, we weren't allowed to hug or shake hands. It was just crazy when you think what people have gone through. So the power of touch is massive. It's a human basic need. So yeah, in my little ideal world, yeah, everybody nice. turns to the person beside them and gives them a massage. Yeah. It's as they, good they, as a hug. Do that in Indian families. Yeah, oh, in cultures thing. in there, yeah. they're brought up with it as babies. Yeah, their yeah. grandparents massage them. They massage their grandparents. Yeah. In this society, it's very much a spa day and a holiday. Mm-hmm. It's time away with your friends with a fluffy robe and getting a glass of champagne mm-hmm. after it. It shouldn't be thought of that way. Massage is essential. Yeah. It's something that is the massive health benefits of it. So, yeah, if I could rule the world for one day, um, I would want that. Yeah, get that culture. Massage for everyone. Brilliant, yeah, I'm up for that, absolutely. <laughs> um, so the final question then is, um, when you're 70, um, much further down the line, um, what what... What, when you're when you're that age and you look back at your life, what will you be proud of? That something you've either done already or um, that you you want to still do. I would definitely be proud of um, starting a business in my mid forties from scratch mm. um, and building up that business. Um, with obviously we talked about every business has the adversity, but having the strength to keep going yeah. during that time and being a single parent um, throughout the whole um, of that time and being a role model for my three girls yeah. i hope i'm a role model i think i am i hope i am and sure um, i've got three daughters so yeah looking looking to me um 
as a role model for my three girls and starting the business, um, you know, as a role model for the person I've become, I hope, and also starting a business at that age. And also, um, you know, at the end of the day, they are the only three people that matter in my life. So that is, that would be what I want to look back on. Yeah. I can look back at 70, fully retired. <laughs> In your villa. Yeah, in my villa, <laughs> getting my team organised. Uh, yeah, that's my that's what I would hope for at the age of 70. Brilliant. Cool. Thanks, Grace. You're so welcome. They were they were really they were really good. Yeah. No, that was that was fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. That was that was brilliant. I hope um our listeners get something out of that and, and understand the value of um mass size as part of the kind of well being for their staff. Um so Grace, anything else from you? No, nothing at all, Brian. It's been lovely to chat to you both. Um, um, just if anybody would like to get in touch with me, um, they can reach me at incorporatemassage.co.uk and they can also get me on LinkedIn, um, Grace Taylor in Corporate Massage. If anybody wants to get in touch with me, I'd be delighted to send you any details that you need for your business. Excellent. Thanks very much, Grace. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Thanks, Brian.